0: Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Weens, and this is my podcast where I explore humanity, spirituality, and mystery one word at a time. For more about my work, my writing, my preaching, my books, and all that good stuff, head on over to SteveWeens.com. Hey, friends, hope you are doing well. Welcome to another podcast today. I want to talk about a better way of making decisions Uh, Sometimes we make them too quickly and we regret them and then other times we put them off for way too long and we end up uh, Missing out on something that might have been really really great So I want to talk about like what's behind that when we wait too long what's behind that and when we make them too quickly are we afraid of something? Are we afraid of missing out? So we rush a decision. What's behind both of those? Uh, I want to ask, what are we afraid of? And then I want to propose a better way. And I want to tell a story because I'm learning this in real time as I do most things. So I have this decision that's in front of me. And, it, you know, it, it really isn't the world's biggest decision. It's, it's an important one. It's one I've been thinking about for maybe four weeks. Uh, Maybe it's been six weeks. And it's important enough to where I actually elicited some advice from some trusted friends. I sent out an email and I said, hey, here's what I'm trying to decide. Uh, Here is what I think, why I think I maybe wanna do it, but here is some of what's holding me back. I'm not sure. And uh, I got a slew of responses back that were not unanimous. I mean, it wasn't like super clear, here's the way to go. Some people said, I really don't get it. Um, I'm not real clear on what you're trying to do. Other people said, it's super clear. I love it. You should go for it right away. Other people said, I like this part about it, but not really this part about it. And so I ended up feeling Even less certain about it than I did before I sent the email out. And the email, I I really thought after sending the email, I would come to a sense of clarity. Like people's advice would make sense. They would be roughly the same, you know, speaking from the same point of view. (laughs) Not sure why I thought that, but I did. And so when I got mixed reviews back about this idea that I'm considering, uh, it's funny. I, I didn't, uh, I, I sort of swung back and forth with every email. Like, if it was an affirming email saying, you should totally do this, I, I really think it's right, I generally was like, yeah, okay, I mean, I think I'm gonna do this. And then when I read it, an email saying, hey, you know, I think the idea is maybe not as great as you think it could be, uh, here's a way to make it better, or maybe, I mean, I'm not even sure you should do it at all to begin with. <laughs> then I would go, okay, I'm just not doing it. I'm not. So I found myself swinging back and forth and back and forth between I'm doing it, I'm not doing it, I should do it, I shouldn't do it. And then I really noticed, like every time I would think about this decision, a sense of shame would rise up. And I just noticed that. I said, like, and it ceased being this idea that was, you know, maybe a good idea, maybe a bad idea. I would do it or I wouldn't do it. Uh, I I began to associate all these feelings of worth or worthlessness <laughs> on the basis of this idea that I hadn't even pressed go on. And I just, I shared with a relatively small amount of people, some of whom were super excited about it. And I realized I really wasn't clear at all about um, where this idea was coming from and, and uh, why it was that I was excited about it to begin with, and then I felt unsure about why it was that I'm not excited about it anymore. And it sort of uh, got this life of its own. So anyway, one of my friends, she is awesome, her name's Erin, and she lives out of state, so we don't talk that often, we see each other even less, and we were talking about something else, and she was one of the people that I had sent the email to, and so, she's very she's very incredible Uh, so we caught up for a while and then she she always wants clarity on things it's so great she's like okay I would like to make sure we cover two things in this conversation and I'm just so not like that like I don't think I've ever said that in a phone call uh, or not because this was a relational phone call this is just I love this about her so she said number 1 is this and then number 2 I really want to um I really want to talk more about what you think about this idea and how you're feeling about it and and what kind of feedback you've you've gotten I mean she's just incredible this way. And so I told her you know yeah you know I really feel mixed I mean I really feel and and I'm sensing more and more of a kind of a dread about it you know and 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 I'm I'm feeling not good about it I'm feeling like I, I respond differently regarding, uh, um, based on whatever email I get. And she said, okay. Well, let me ask you, where are you feeling it in your body? Like where, I mean, whatever you're feeling, are you feeling it in your gut? Are you feeling it in your head, in your shoulders? And I said, I'm really feeling it in my gut. I, I almost feel nauseated when I think about it. And she's like, oh, interesting. And then she sort of said, well, where do you think that's coming from? And then I said, it, I just blurted it out. I go, okay, here it is. I'm afraid that if I, sh- if I do this idea, this idea requires some response from others. Like it's, it's not just a thing I would do on my own for my own sake and for my own self. Uh, it would be something that people would respond to or not. And I said, I just, I I don't want to feel worthless if no one responds. (laughs) And she was like, okay. Like, it was kind of like an answer. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. And so she said, well, now if there was a compassionate response that you had for yourself, what would that be? It, if, if you had some more compassion for yourself than you do right now, because remember, the answer that I gave was, I, I, whatever happens, I just don't want to feel worthless if nobody responds. <laughs> Hello, creativity. Hello, doing anything creative. And so, uh, and so then I said, well, my whole countenance changed. I said, you know, if I had some compassion for myself or if I was advising someone else about this, I think I would just tell them to go for it. I mean, you know, what's the worst that could happen? And then she she chuckled and she said, yeah, you know, I, based on your response, I really think you should go for it. And here's why. She said, I think based on this decision, you should sense and respond versus trying to predict and control. I'm gonna repeat that, because it like blew my mind up and it, it made me think in an entirely different way about decisions. She said, you should sense and respond versus predict and control. And I got it right away. But I wanna explain what that is. Uh, but something just released in my spirit when she said that. When you try to predict and control uh, an outcome, which you're trying to decide about, I think what that is, there's some things that are underneath that. When you're trying to predict and control, when you're, when you're looking at a decision, I think what's beneath predicting and controlling is you're saying, I have to get it right the first time. There's no try, fail, learn involved here. I have to get it right from from minute one. And you're thinking there's a lot at stake here. Like if I don't get this one right, uh, I'm never gonna be able to do something like this again. And everyone that observes my not getting it right is gonna immediately run far away from me. (laughs) I think you're thinking, if you're predicting and controlling that there's a right way to do it, and if you find the right way to do it, only good things will happen. Right? You're trying to predict a good outcome so that, uh, so, that so that you can control people's responses. So again, I'm going to do this 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 thing the one right way there is to do it, and and then only good things are going to happen. I think. When you try to predict you're trying to answer the question how will everybody respond to this (laughs) which let's just talk about youtube comments for a second let's just talk about facebook comments for a second when you have the courage to make even a small declaration of opinion Let's talk, I mean, just any, any one of those things would lead you to believe that there is absolutely no way to predict and control how people are going to respond, even when you think you can. You can't. And then this question, how can I do this creative, vulnerable thing in such a way that I don't end up feeling worthless about myself? That's a predict and control response. Are you, are you seeing that? Uh, how, can I, how can I do this thing? That, I, that, 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 that could be great or it could not be great in a way that I can predict total success and I can control people's responses. And I began to see little, little ingredients to this idea that I had inserted so that I could predict greater success and greater control of people's approval. And it's interesting that based on the feedback that I got on this little email that I sent to a few people with the idea, they were like, you know, that ingredient that you put in there, that's actually something that would draw me away from your idea. Um, You trying to predict and control my positive response actually made me feel worse about the idea. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, When you're trying to predict and control a decision that is upcoming, you're trying to manage fallout versus trying to follow your intuition, follow the original dream that you put out there, follow an inspired idea. No, you're just trying to manage the fallout. So that's predicting and controlling. And uh, my friend Aaron was arguing really not arguing. She was trying to encourage me, inspire me, that that's a less than positive way to look at decisions. But it was totally what I was doing. So let's talk for a minute about a different way of decision making, which is sensing and responding. So first of all, sensing. You might ask yourself a question if you're having a decision that you have to make, is there a desire hidden somewhere underneath something in this decision that I haven't yet named? Is there a desire somewhere in this decision that I hadn't that I haven't yet named? If you're thinking about putting your kids in a different school, uh, I, I talked to someone yesterday that's moving from Minneapolis to North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, and this person has lived there for in Minnesota for almost thirty years. And when I asked this person, like, why are you thinking about doing this, their answer was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. And it had it had a, it had to do with the desire for her kids and how her kids are going to grow up and 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 the kind of environment that she wants her kids to grow up in. I think it's really important. To get to the level where you're naming the desire that's hidden somewhere that you maybe haven't named, and that desire may be positive, or it may kind of make you wanna shrink down a little bit. It make you might wanna it make you might uh, I can't even say that it make you it might make you grimace a little bit. And then another thing to sense that my friend Aaron was asking me about is just. Will any harm come from this? I mean, that's a great sensing question that you can't totally predict and you can't totally control, but on the basis of what you know, do you think any harm will come from this? Like if you're trying to decide whether or not to make a Facebook post or even send an email that has a bite to it, a little sting to it, one of the ways that might uh, free you up to send it or hold you back and make you pause, is that it might some harm might come to someone from sending this, but my friend Aaron was like, you know, if you really think about it, and if you sense that no harm will come from it, I'd say it's a good rule of thumb to go for it. Uh, and then when it's out there, when you've decided, you can respond to how the feedback is, to what has happened, to what has gone well or gone wrong, because decisions. Um, have babies, you know. I mean, you're going to make follow-up decisions, and you're going to respond, and you're going to pivot, and you're going to figure out a better way to do it based on where you are right now. But it's a series of smaller decisions. Responding is a, is making a series of smaller decisions based on a bigger decision that you've made. So, you know, there's really no final decision. I mean, there probably are with a few things, but for most of the things, you can respond, you can adjust, you can pivot right? Another question of sensing is, what does compassion say to do? Now, remember for me in my decision, compassion changed my whole countenance. It changed my whole outlook on how I was even looking at the decision and looking at myself. I went from fearing being worthless to kind of thinking like, hey, I'm going to give this a shot, but I'm not going to put my entire um, stock into this one. If it doesn't go well, okay, I'll probably feel disappointed, and I'll probably feel the sting of that, because you know I wouldn't do it if I didn't feel like I had some of myself invested in it. But what does compassion say to do? And how how might that change the way you're thinking about the decision? And there, and then another one in terms of sensing is, and even in responding, is there a genuine need here that might be met with uh, a resource? That me putting out this idea, me making this decision, might enable a resource to meet a need. Like, is it possible? And then I think another thing about sensing and responding is this thing I've talked about before. But it's this idea of try, fail, learn. And we try things. You know, decisions don't, again, they don't have to be written in stone. They're not engraved forever. You make a decision and then you respond. Um, if it's a failure in any sense of the word, if it didn't, if it didn't result in what you thought you might, it's not the end of the world. You adjust, you pivot, you you make another decision, and you respond based on what you're sensing now in this new reality. I think when we predict and control, we're acting as if point A is where we're at right now, and we have to make it all the way to point Z flawlessly in a jet airplane, bypassing points B, C, D, E, F, and so on. When the reality is, if you're trying to get to Z and you're at A right now, even if you think you're going to make a direct flight to Z, you're really not. You you know, you might, might, if you're really good, you might skip over to E, but then you're going to have to stop at E and figure out a new way to get to Z because... F is has a fire going on in the tunnel, and you're going to have to skip over F and, and, and maybe even backtrack, and you're going to have to go all the way back to C because you missed something that you thought you had, but you didn't. And so that's kind of how it is. That's sensing and responding. Predicting and controlling is assuming realities are in place that they really aren't in place anyway. There's so many factors in every decision that you could never control and you could never predict anyway. So Sensing and responding is just a more compassionate, really a more reality-based decision-making process to begin with. So, I would pass my decision-making advice from my great friend Aaron on to you. What decision are you trying to make these days? And how is it that you might be falling prey to trying to predict and control? saying you got to get it right, there's a lot at stake here, i got to have a direct flight from A to Z, there's a right way to do this, and if I find the right way to do it, only good things are going to happen. How is everybody going to respond, and how can I try to control uh, to only get positive responses, and how can I avoid feeling worthless, even if it's a really vulnerable thing, and how do I manage the fallout? Just try to notice. Like, Are, are, are you identifying with any of those feelings? If so, you're probably lined up more on the predict and control side. What would it look like for you to move toward the sense and respond side? Honestly, what would it look like for you to try to name a desire, to try to ask, is any harm going to come from this? And what would compassion say to do? And is there a genuine need here that might be met with a genuine resource at point B if I just could get to point B? That's all I need to get to is point B. And maybe if a decision that you've recently made, you've... Has any degree of failure? What have you learned? You know, failure isn't failure as long as you learn something. So that's my uh, uh, genuine, genuine advice. If you're trying to make a decision, uh, what would it look like to sense and respond versus predict and control? Uh, if, if it's a relational decision, if it's a business decision, if it's a small or big decision, and you find that you normally put it off too long or you normally make it too quickly, perhaps sensing and responding is a good middle ground. Right? It's not the end of the world if a decision doesn't go the way you think it is, you're just now in a new reality. There you are. What have you learned? Now you're at point D. You thought you would be all the way at point R but you're back at point D. How fascinating, that's okay. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do with my decision, and I've pretty much decided that I'm going to do it. Uh, and but what I'm trying to do in this decision is I'm going to do I'm going to make some adjustments based on some of the feedback that I did get that I think was really really good feedback. I'm going to make sure it's uh, aligned with my personal values and what I'm trying to do. That I'm as clear as possible on it. And then, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to do any harm. And so I think I'm going to go for it. But if it doesn't do well, I'm not going to rip it off the shelves. I'm not going to decide like there's no, there's no good that could ever come from it. I'm just going to say, well, here I am at point C. I didn't think I was going to be at point C. I thought I was going to be at point M, <laughs> but I'm not. So I'm going to respond and change things and go from there. I hope this has been good for you, you guys. Uh, Many thanks to my friend Aaron. Uh, This is mostly what I do on This Good Word is I reflect on some things that I'm learning, some ways in which that my humanity is being made more holy as I see it in the grittiest uh, self and sense that it is. And then I try to move on. I try to keep going. I, I, I try to respond to something and make it better. And sometimes I abandon something that's really not working, and that's really okay too. So my friends, uh, it's, as always, uh, so great to be in it together. I love hearing from you. If you ever want to uh, get in touch with me, just send me an email, steve at steveweens.com. I'd love to respond to um, to what you're going through, any decision you're trying to make. And uh, as always, we are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy. And we are in it together. We really are. Grace and peace, my friends.